feel like, you know, as a teenager, I wanted someone, but it was always in the future and it was always in a very specific context of like, I yeah. want, you know, I want to get married, I want to have children, I want that person. Yeah. And I want someone who I'm going to, you know, really click with and have yeah, that soulmate yeah. love, obviously. You know, and I was reading all the romantic stuff as well and yeah. in love and having heaps of crushes, like on all of, you know, the actors and book yeah. characters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But I don't think I ever really felt that like I want someone to love me or I really want to actively love someone. I don't think I really kind of, I think love for quite a while for me has been quite a conceptual thing and quite like a situational thing. Maybe it was like a kind of demonstrative love from my father. Mm. And I mean, you grew up with an absent father, but he he was always far more demonstrative in in terms of his love to you than my dad was to me. Yes, and I think even though there was, like, a lot of issues there, I think his absence has developed in me wanting to feel and see a lot of, like, attention and, like, a lot of time from people, if that makes sense. Yeah. But he was always very, like, caring when I was with him, always very attentive kind of when I was with him and very, like, yeah, real kind of, like, acts of service and also very intense with his feelings you know very like open about that and talk talk about his feelings yeah Yeah. and like and kazum you know very affectionate and warm um whereas dad the equivalent of saying darling or love or or sweetheart Mm. or something no Mm. big girl Mm. and and i remember he would call me big girl liz little girl and uh jim little man Right. And it was affectionate. It was okay. endearing and it was sweet. But we hung on to that and that's all I've mm. had. Mm. Whereas mum would call us darling, um, darling, doll, darling, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, never honey or sweetie or love. Um, but yeah, so hung on to that. We were like, big mm. girl. Mm. Big girl. And I mean, he, he meant it affectionately. That mm. was his term of endearment. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so an absence of that from him. Mm. And when you were saying about, you know, how maybe your father's absence in a way has translated to you maybe seeking lots of attention from friends, I think also possibly that might be because you've had all of my attention. That's also always. true. Yeah. And so that's your comfort zone having this sort of laser beam kind of yeah all yeah. encompassing because uh, it's av- interesting availability from yeah because I wouldn't say that I'm like attention seeking with friends at all it's not that no. I'm seeking it's an assumption I yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a bottom line this is this full attention yes yeah which is why it's been quite interesting coming into the house and being in more of a group situation because yeah. I do seek those very intense one-on-one yeah friendships with people where it yeah. is just that to kind of not have that and it's kind of yeah, taken me quite a bit of time to adjust to yeah having having multiple people in a space all kind of conversing some people not yeah. listening to you sometimes some people not hearing you sometimes yeah and kind of having that um, been problematic you haven't had any no. aunties or no of course not you know but maybe but there have been the times you have you have sought that intense one-on-one yes 100 yeah with the yeah. people that I'm kind of drawn to yeah and but it's interesting because I think in, in a relationship sense, I very much 
I think my stuff is definitely more centered around kind of the the leaving or the you know yeah abandonment stuff yeah if that makes sense if you can kind of hold those two things in your brain of like having that fear but also having that deep kind of knowledge and assumption that people do like you and do love you and do want to spend time with you it's like I feel like that's kind of the two sides of it which has definitely come from Bubba of like yeah. still feeling that really strongly from him sometimes almost kind of claustrophobically so yeah but then also that real you know absence from him as well and not and I think mm. another answer to your que- original question about mm. where did this come from this sort of real need to be loved and and to love mm. I think possibly it's also come from I was just reflecting on friendship so up to this point I've I've had friendships, but I haven't had a, a super intense one-on-one best friend situation mm. that has endured or been ongoing. And I am an intense person. Mm-hmm. I am an intense person mm. and I am intensely sort of most of my friendships now are one-on-one. Mm. Um, it's probably where I feel more comfortable and I like it needs to be balanced so I can't, you know, I don't like it when the other person talks far too much and I'm always mm. listening. So it'll be a good balance of talking and listening and sharing and having mutual interests and that sort of thing and seeing eye to eye on, on a lot of things. Um, but so maybe I'm thinking, well, uh, I will get that sort of stuff from a partner mm-hmm. because and there's I, no one around me at this stage anyway yeah. that's going to satisfy. And that, that's that. Name. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because I do think that often, particularly in female friendships, that I'm sure it happens in male friendships too. But you know, at that age, yeah, so much of that kind, it's it's kind of like a placeholder often. I think for yes. that, and I think I yeah. definitely did that. Like I did that 100 percent with. And it's such a kind of unconscious thing, but like that yeah. kind of really wanting that very intense like commitment yeah. Yeah, of a yeah. friendship from someone. Which now looking back, I was like, oh well, hundred percent. That's just kind of wasn't that I was wanting a relationship. That's that's the kind of stuff you yeah. can expect from a relationship. That's not the kind of stuff you can expect yeah. from a friendship. And it takes some time to figure out what is reasonable to know, to expect from people. Yeah, that's true. Or you know, this is what you can expect from family, not from friends. And I think. Yep. Yeah, I think because of that maybe only child, a lot of the attention from you, I was expecting that from everyone. And yeah. I do still expect a very high level from everyone, <laughs> but I have, yeah. you know, adjusted kind of what is reasonable to expect from people. And it's I good think. being aware. And maybe yeah. rather, they could be placeholders, friendships could be mm. placeholders for that sort of thing, but also they're practice arenas for, 100%. you know, a whole lot of, uh, skills and strategies and knowledge, like learning you that learn. then mm. that you'll then be able to apply or recognize in a in a romantic or sexual. <laughs> yeah, I've always had like the kind of the opinion, which I think is maybe a bit flawed, but that you know that <laughs> you know you you should the only thing that should be different with a romantic relationship is just like <laughs> you add sex, <laughs> but like everything else is the same. <laughs> Right, well, to that's, a friendship. Yeah. Which, <laughs> that's you know, pretty full on for friendships, yeah. Sure, it is pretty full on for friendships, but I, I again, I'm not that kind of person who has friendships that are not incredibly deep and with a kind of connection. Like I just don't. Yeah, and I mean, 
people are different too. So that's you and your mm. your kind of standards and expectations. Mm. Whereas someone like me, I I even though I said before I'm intense, it all has to be on my terms. So oh, yeah. I don't I don't want all encompassing uh, friendships, and I don't mm. want all encompassing relationships mm. either. Because when I've had all encompassing relationships, I lose myself in them, mm. and I don't like that. I don't like, and this is all with retrospect. Mm. I I like to feel myself. I like to feel free. I'm a Sagittarian. I need to not be tied down. I need to not be taken over by another person, and the other person needs to be okay with all of that, be independent themselves and mm. just chuffing along on their own pathway and then we kind of mm. come together and meet, you know, like there are certain things. So that's what I like at this mature age and that is what is a good relationship for me. Well, that's the thing I think though as well. It's like, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think trying to find that balance between all-encompassing and, and, and still kind of, having I don't know I don't know if you can still find something that's not all-encompassing and it's very healthy but still very intense like I don't know if those two things can kind of exist together you know what I mean I I think well I guess you're finding out or you will find out yeah I guess so it's actually it's quite interesting because it's like it feels very like functional compared you know what I mean just yeah and yes it's very early days and things are you know the honeymoon period and you just don't know where things are going to get to and yeah but you know we're, I guess we're kind of living in a fairly difficult time right now where we're having to deal exactly. with exactly like, and yeah what's normal like nothing. yeah yeah and you know so we're having to deal with each other's mental health and, and yeah. how we're feeling about lockdowns yeah. and stuff like that and communicate about it and that's been very good and you know easy to to manage so far but I I think I think it's interesting because I think that like all encompassing thing, I don't know. Do you feel like with, you know, your first and second kind of serious relationships, like both of those were quite that, right? They were quite all encompassing, would you say? Uh, the f- the first one was, was, but it was me. I don't think he felt the same. It wasn't mutual. It was, but mm. it was me, my first relationship, mm. not his. And for me, it was like everything in the world. Mm. And, and he was like, I gave all of myself to him. And then the second one, I had more kind of reserve. Well, yeah, I'd like to think that I had more chill, more reserve about it. But I ended up giving him everything as well. Yeah. What was your question? Well, I was just going to say, like, do you think those first two ones were quite all-encompassing? Uh, probably not, like, yeah, compared to this this one. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I wonder yeah, if that's yeah. kind of there's been that big swing with this oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But that and was then, very deliberate. Yes. And pretty yeah. self-protective. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's good. It's turned out this is my healthiest relationship. This is mm. my most successful relationship. Mm. This is my happiest relationship and my, my did I say healthy? You know, mm. my, my best. And, it's, and it's the one that's going to endure. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I do wonder if, if, if not everyone, but if some people and not to, not to make value judgments, but like, you know, the smart people get to a point where they, you start to make choices. Cause I think so much of early relationships, it's not, it doesn't even feel like a choice. Like you don't ever remember making 
choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it happens. It all just happens somehow or another, and then you end up and you kind of get someone. You're like, how did this happen? How did they get yeah, here? And I, I wonder if you so. get to a point where you start to be like, I'm going to make choices, at least what not to do, if not yeah. what to do. You know, but I don't think it's I don't think it's smart. I don't think it comes from smartness because I made so many mistakes over and over again with both of those mm-hmm. first two relationships it's more like just I've been in hell <laughs> um, let me finish it. what I'm saying then yeah. I'm gonna go to the toilet uh, okay. so I don't think it was smartness mm. it was certainly not smartness but it was more like I have been to hell and back mm. with this relationship <laughs> I'm not doing it again that's what it was. Mm. So it was just like doing everything in my power to uh, avoid that and protect myself and protect mm. you. The difference mm. was this time I had you. Mm. So mm. even though you were a product of that relationship that, <laughs> that I'm talking hell. about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was not. Yeah, so yeah. I, had, I had to do things differently because I had a child. Mm. Um, but also it was like an opportunity. This is where we're going to do everything the opposite, like in that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza decides that he's such a failure. He's just going to do So he's going to make every decision opposite. Of what he uh, would do. Of what he would normally do. <laughs> and it was a little bit like that. It was very, very conscious in terms mm. of and very deliberate. Mm. And it worked. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to go to the loo. I'm going to try to catch this fly. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm pausing. 